Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. I apologize, I was starting this podcast a few minutes past my regular show time of uh, start time of 8 p.m. Central Time. So it turns out that it's not easy to find butter tonight. Yeah, my husband made us grilled cheese sandwiches and he was supposed to do it about an hour ago. And he went to the store and he got some cheese and some chips to go with grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner. And then came back home and realized he forgot butter. He had to go to three stores to get the butter. So needless to say, I will be eating my grilled cheese sandwich and chips for dinner during this podcast tonight. I'll try to play music so you don't hear me crunch, crunch, but I apologize in advance if you do. All right. Let's see here. Tonight. I've been on the fence about, you know, what topics to cover. I've been torn. Part of me wants to keep talking about COVID-19 because it's relevant and we're, you know, we're all going through it. We're being affected by it some way or another. You know, I'm in Texas. They just started phase one of reopening our state or, you know, parts of our state where I live included, Tarrant County next to Dallas County. And I don't know. I have mixed emotions. I mean, I guess it's a personal decision. Like I've told my family and friends, most of my family and friends are not getting out still. I'm choosing not to unless I have to get groceries, you know, just an essential task. I don't feel comfortable, so I haven't just gone somewhere for fun or shopping or any of that because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that's more vulnerable and more susceptible and, and have to be more careful, I think. I think we all have to be careful, but you know what I mean. Like, I have COPD. I have uh, small airways disease. Part of my small airways closed up a few years ago, and, uh, you know, I finally got under control, and, and all this is happening. And it's just, I don't know. It's it's weird because I see both sides. I can understand why they're trying to reopen, you know, and get the economy going. And then the other part of me, of course, is, you know, health is priority, you know, and um, so I think it's a personal decision. I really do, you know, whatever you decide, and um, I don't know. We'll talk about it some more probably if we get some callers, which that's funny too. When quarantine first started everywhere, I had a lot more calls, (laughs) and now I guess people are getting kind of back to life routine, sort of, not completely yet, but so we we haven't had as many uh, callers in the last few weeks, and that's all right. Uh, but if you do want to call in, this is kind of the angle I decided to take. I thought we will talk about COVID nineteen, but I want to I want to make a difference and do something good and positive and and helpful through the podcast too. So here we go. You know that show, some good news on YouTube. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a wonderful YouTube series. It's all about feel-good stories, even through COVID-19. And I want to talk about some of those type of stories, you know, inspiring stories, uh, people helping people get through this. I also would like to give you the opportunity, if you want to call in and share and support your favorite small businesses and your communities. I'd love to hear about them. I love small businesses. Uh, my friends and I did a uh, what's that called? My old college friends and I did a Zoom chat. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. It was really wonderful to just have that social time. Saturday night, I set up a video chat. Several of us 
on there from good old college days. Uh, some live out of state, most live here, but a few of them are out of state, West Coast, East Coast, and then here in Texas. And so it was interesting to hear what was going on in each area where they live. And um, and the one thing that they all had, we all had in common was noticing the small businesses, some of them already closing permanently due to cause effect of COVID-19. So I would love for you to call in and share. What is your favorite small business in your community and why? I know firsthand, foremost, the one that I'll say always, there's a few, of course, I have, but the one that I would always say first and foremost is Joe's Coffee Shop. It's a local restaurant. My biological mom and I meet there often for lunch. And they have another location. They have two. No, I think they have three restaurants now total, but they're still independent, you know, small business. Um, My hometown of Irving, Texas, where I grew up, I think that's the original location. Uh, so I always went to that Joe's Coffee Shop. And the first thing I noticed when I moved here to, from Dallas County, Tarrant County, Fort Worth side, in 2008, was that there was a Joe's Coffee Shop not far from where I lived. And that helped me so much because that same year I moved here, most, both my parents that raised me and adopted me passed away. And so Joe's Coffee Shop has been a wonderful sense of comfort. They've always had amazing food and the best pies ever. Their staff is so nice. The owners are awesome. It's a nice married couple, nice family. The the man, uh, Eddie, he's usually there on site at Watauga. They kind of split up their locations, you know, uh, managing them. And they're just they're just awesome. I just love Joe's Coffee Shop. Love and hugs to all of them. They've been amazing through this everything. And um Standing strong, you know, I made sure to order food from them during this pandemic to help them out, support them. So I would love to hear about your favorite small businesses in your communities and or any inspiring stories, whether it's someone you know personally helped you or someone else or just a story you heard in the news. Let's let's lift each other up and uh, share some some nice heartfelt messages and inspiring stories and support these small businesses. All right, here we go. I'm going to start with some music here so I can start eating my dinner. <laughs> All right, so here's Let's Go by Beans. Be right back. Enjoy. Are you ready?
I hope y'all don't mind. We'll play one more song because I have not taken a bite yet because I was doing the promos on social media for the podcast to let people know to call in and all that good stuff. So please forgive me. <laughs> I'll be right back. Let's find another song for you. I'll give you just a moment here. I'm trying to think what's the uh, longest song I have on here to play at this moment so I can get some uh, dinner started here, eat some food. How about we actually will do the compilation mix, I call it, where it's snippets of past interviews along with music by past guest and my friend Brandon Hilton. And uh, this will kind of give you an overview if you're a new listener, you know, show how there's a variety of topics and guests on my podcast. Or if you're a loyal listener, we'll go down memory lane together and then I'll be back. All right. Thanks, y'all, for your patience while I finally get to eat a bite. All right. Be right back. Oh, it's a coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more ah. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance, but I can't wait to get <laughs> back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. It's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. Dallas is home too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know? And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. We each have two families, you know? I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is like the monster family. <laughs> home is like Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. My name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. This is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh How are God. you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yes. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams, we And that inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret. We all have the money, have the money. There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down. And we all drive the nicest cars. Like motto in life is just to have fun and just, um, you know, enjoy life. And And it took so long to realize that something was missing. This book to be a movie. That's my next big dream. That's Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? You know, I was really excited and you know a, a little bit nervous as far as like the crowd and stuff. But um, it was it was awesome and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just you know meeting new people and meeting football players. It was it was a, it was a dream come true. Is there everything that you would hope? And uh, I found that, uh, you know, telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, 
but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff, the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never, ever have to happen again. Good, good. I I say to her, you you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went that you're that person that just went through so much, but it's okay. So these are the new stories of our time, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Who's calling in from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross, how are you doing? This is really Ross. No one can call in and pretend to be me because this this voice is an instrument (laughs) and a gift. So I don't know if it's rep- you have to find a very, very brave woman to replicate this voice. Everyone listening and to you, Shell, for watching it. It just means the world to me. And so you said time to call Shell. So I'm so glad you picked up. And a hi to everyone listening. You think that you know me, so why don't you show me who I Oh, I'm going to be among the dying. I'm clouded by mystery. We can make history. I'll teach you a thing. They weren't spending their time there, you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And would you believe me? No, we believe me. Don't give it a good degree. They were laughing. They were enjoying their time. Everyone that I ever talked to was so inspiring to me. Upcoming artist, and her name is Bean. I am here, Shell. Thank you so much for having me. And on a show like this where I get to talk live and it goes through like a radio on the internet, it's so cool to me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Told me she was like, whenever you came out of the womb, you you came out singing Hallelujah. So being able to finally release music to the public, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. You wanted to shave your head, and I was like, don't you dare! I know you and your stepfather wanted to shave your head. I said, don't you dare shave your head. I would have, and that's why I came up with the pink wig idea. The pink wig. You, and then I was like, oh, no. The video that you made with the pink wig on. Her name is Grace Bush. My favorite book of all time now is called Perusing, Crafts and Art Section, and it's called Crafty Superstar. I'm always just really, really bored if I don't have a project. <laughs> Not necessarily all fun and glitter and sparkles all the time. There's a lot of hard work. Calling so my daughter could talk to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Oh, hello, Leah. How are you? Good. You know, Rudolph is sitting right next to me. He said hi, you know. I love seashells and coffee, hence my talk show named Coffee Talk with Shell. 
2009. It's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze, and you have to find your way out. Quick way I can make a gingerbread cookie? (laughs) Yeah, um... You can go out and buy the, the store-bought gingerbread mixes and just um, <laughs> and just, and, <laughs> and just mix that together and, and, and bake it in the oven. Well, you told me. Buy <laughs> 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 a gingerbread mix, Joe. It's easy as that. Once again, that was a, a compilation of Half snippets of interviews and music by Brandon Hilton in between. <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm eating chips right now as I speak. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and I apologize. I think I don't know if you heard the background noise of a Ross Matthews uh, video. I was kind of multitasking and watching it for a minute just to kind of catch up, see how he's been doing. And um, it was a cute little interview. He's just talking about you know he's been cooking a lot during quarantine. You know he's over in Palm Springs here. LA and um, and I was laughing because the the lady on ET uh, Canada asked him if he was perusing like on the app since he's not dating right now during quarantine he said he told the story that he shared at the um, had his, his book tour at his show in Dallas that we saw him right before all this stuff happened you know say at home, home orders literally began only a few days after we saw him on book tour uh, and he shared the same story as he was telling her that he got on the apps and he got kicked off for quote unquote reason of impersonating a celebrity, even though it was actually him. They were accusing him of not actually being himself, Ross Matthews. That's so funny. Oh, how silly is that? And he wrote him back to him, no, it's really me. But anyway, I thought that was cute. Okay, so back on the topic. <laughs> if you'd like to call in tonight, switchboard phone number is 516-387-1416 and I would love to hear your about your favorite small businesses and or any inspiring stories that you personally know of or have experienced during this time of COVID-19 or have heard in the news. Let's share some uplifting stories and play one more song and then I'll, I'll share more of the, of the ones I've heard about. I really love this one about the gangs. I mean, oh, I love human interest and second chance stories. It's a beautiful story. Okay, so I'll tell you more when I come back. In the meantime, enjoy an actual song this time. (laughs) Not another compilation, no worries. Uh, This is Hey, Hey, Hey by Michael Franti at Spearhead. This is my favorite band, michaelfranti.com. Check out their website for music. I normally say tour dates, but that sounds kind of weird to say right now. So check them (laughs) Check out their website for uh, music and more, and you can find them on YouTube as well. But I always say, like, if you're having a down day, this, this, is, this is why they're my favorite band, because they have so much music that is either cathartic and or joyful, just lift you up. It has been, seriously, I would have never guessed it, you know, until the pandemic happened. And I was listening to many of the songs on the podcast the other night from not just his last album, but several albums. And uh, his band's been around 20, 30, 30 plus years now. And I was like, whoa, it's 
eerie how how fitting some of these lyrics in his songs are during this time of a pandemic. It's it's just amazing. So it's very cathartic and and some songs again are joyful as well. But it's definitely helped me to listen to his music and process my own mixed emotions during this pandemic. So here is an uplifting song. <laughs> and my favorite part is where he talks about the flower in the gutter. Just listen, you'll see what I'm talking about. Enjoy. In the morning, all I do is pray for some guidance and protection on the streets today, and an answer to the questions I ask every day. So tell me why do the birds that used to fly here? Tell me why do they come to die here? And all the kids that used to run here? Tell me why do they load their guns here? I remember in the days when we were one heart, no need to be bent. I just wrap my arms around you. Don't give up, this song is for you. Hey, 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 no matter how life is today, there's just one thing.
Oh my goodness, y'all. I just ate a piece of Reese's uh, peanut butter cup. I don't know what it is about chocolate, but chocolate peanut butter especially. I'm just feeling kind of down. I just have a bite of chocolate. I feel so much better so quickly. It's weird. It's like an instant reaction. Like, wow. It gives me kind of that boost. Oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh, I love chocolate and peanut butter. That's the best combo ever. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so hungry. Crunch, crunch. These are my chips. I ate my sandwich, and I just ate my chocolate and peanut butter cups. Oh, they're so good. And I'm not getting paid to advertise, although I wouldn't mind for Reese's peanut butter cups because they're so yummy. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Although, my goal is normally to try to eat nutritious and delicious, but I'm human, and I have, of course, like most of us, been cooking more at home and, and making, you know, eating healthier overall and doing good. I was so nervous. Oh, my gosh, i got to tell you all this, and then I'll share an inspiring story about through COVID-19 time frame here. Okay, so this is what I do. I was going to the rec center and going to Camp Gladiators. And at the rec center, I, I like swim there sometimes. I mostly do the group classes like Zumba, yoga, you know, that kind of stuff. And thankfully, two of my yoga teachers have been, I mean, sorry, Zumba teachers, Rosie and Carla, shout to them, have been so kind to actually do free online classes. You know, the gym, the rec center is not charging us while, while they're still closed here. And um, anyway, so, so us students, like, you know, can give them tip money as a thank you. So, you know, I think that's kind of cool because. They really have been so kind to us. Um, anyway, so, um, so okay, here we go. So I've been trying to keep working out, you know, a few days a week and uh, sometimes twice, twice a day, but usually one day or every other day we started out and I'm trying to like increase number of workouts. So like Tuesday through Thursday is pretty much Zumba because, well, Tuesday night. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, because Rosie and Carla each, you know, on Saturday afternoons, if um, my husband's working, it's easier for me to work out when he's working, because if he's not working, then he might want to, like, watch a movie with me, especially on Saturday at home. Anyway, so so I've been doing Zumba, and then uh, Rosie added Pilates, and then, you know, they figured out Camp Gladiator stuff online, and then I started recently getting back into that, doing doing it, trying to figure out how to do it online, because that one's more an outdoors thing. And I think this coming week, I'm going to try to challenge myself to just go to my driveway and do it with my phone. Unfortunately, my iPad doesn't work outside. It, you know, it doesn't have that internet access outside or whatever. I think you have to be inside to use it. But um, I don't know how people do it because your phone's so small. But anyway, all this actually, the point is that even though I've been working out, exercising, and overall trying to eat healthier, but I still, you know, tend to like, we still have had you know, to-go food, you know, restaurant food here and there. And so I was really scared because this is the longest time I have gone without wearing a pair of jeans. I love jeans. I usually wear jeans like when I go out. But, you know, through this pandemic, it's one thing I just usually wear wearing um, exercise clothes or pajamas pretty much, either or, you know, depending on the day and stuff. And, I, you know, I work from home or, well, that's another story, but I'm actually not really working right now. I had to fall unemployment because we had to break layoffs at a regular job. But anyway, I'm trying to do commission and be productive and help my friend with a cleaning business, but hasn't panned out yet. Anyway, but it's all good. Um, that just started anyway. Okay, so 
scared. <laughs> long story long. I was so scared to try on a pair of jeans. I thought, oh my gosh, have I gained more weight? Because, you know, everyone's talking about they've gained so much weight during the pandemic, you know? And um, so finally, this weekend, I put on my jeans and they fit and they actually were a little loose. I was shocked. Funny thing is, we don't have a scale here. So I don't know if I've actually lost weight or not, but all I know is my jeans fit a little better. <laughs> not, you know, tight or whatever, a little looser. So I was just so happy they fit still. I really thought I was going to have to buy another pair of jeans. So I'm so happy. All right. Now, back on topic. <laughs> Do you see why the taglines where there's always variety of life? Coffee Taco Shell, where there's always variety of life? <laughs> it's a variety of topics that go here and there. All right. Um... <laughs> But, you know, I always say I never want to be limited. I always want to be limitless on the topics and the guest interview and, and just in life in general. I think it's a great concept. Um, the gang stories. I'm trying to remember where it was. Let's see if I can find it online. So there were a couple of gang stories. The doctor, my doctor, my doctor, regular doctor phone appointment, um, he told me a story after I told him a story. I said, did you hear about the gang that used their skills instead of distributing drugs they distributed food to their neighborhood to help out during this pandemic and i can't remember oh gosh where was it i can't remember now and uh i can't remember where it was and then he had a story he said oh did you hear about the gang that that pretty much helped enforce the mask like if someone wasn't wearing a mask where they lived in that area they would you know be kind of like the security guys and, and make sure that everyone wears a mask and they pass the mask out and anyway I thought it was kind of neat you know when these people that normally would be in trouble with the law and stuff turn around and actually made a difference and help out that's kind of neat you know I love stories like that because I, I love second chance human stories inspiring stories like that and I cannot find it now online I wanted to find um, where they were I was trying to remember Delivering food. Oh man, I want to say something like, I don't know if it was Uganda. I'm totally guessing here. Don't quote me because I can't remember. But the concept is just too cool. Oh man, where was it? Hmm. Looks like they're not the only ones that when I was looking to find it, because I remember it was somewhere else. This one says, uh, this is on uh, independent.co.uk, and it says, also they're talking about drug dealers using food delivery. Oh, no, this is bad news. Oops, I misread this. This one, the one I shared was actually, actually happened. That was good news, but this one, sadly, said the drug dealers are using food delivery drivers to smuggle their products around during the coronavirus. Oh, that's terrible. Oh no, that's not good. We don't we don't want negative stories. We want positive stories. All right, so we got to switch gears again. Let's uh, call my friend Shabari. We were laughing about this on the Zoom chat because he's the co-host. I said I still call him pretty much every week on my podcast, so he's still on all the time. But our friends were laughing about that. All right, let's call him. Leave a voicemail. 
Hi, Jabari. It's Shell. You're on. Hello, Jabari. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, no. Jabari, can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, good, because I just realized right when I called you that my mouthpiece was up to my ear the whole time I've been talking on my podcast tonight. (laughs) So I don't know if if I could listen back to the recording later, you know, if it's going to be, you know, if if you can hear me or not. But anyway, so so obviously I'm on my podcast. So, uh, okay, so I had two questions for you, topics tonight, okay? Okay. <laughs> the first one is what is your favorite small business in your community? Um, I don't think there's any any really around where I live. Oh, really? Um, You're all commercialized? So how I'm sad. Say that. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. It's just around me is just a lot of places. I mean, around the corner is this little convenience store. That's, I guess, hmm. the neighborhood store goes to. Well, okay, we'll switch it up for, for you accordingly then, since you don't really have anybody where you live in Dallas. How about, since we went to college together and we were talking on um, Zoom chat about, you know, back in the day before they commercialized our old college town, what was your favorite small business then in Denton, Texas, back in the 90s? <laughs> I'm thinking, um, of course, we all like Payless Video. Oh, Payless Video, yeah, where you actually went to to rent a movie. Yeah. I loved Payless yeah. Video. Yeah, I think a lot of us went there. Oh, there was a lot of them. Uh, there was this Chinese place that was across the street. That Chopsticks. Was good. I loved yeah. Chopsticks. Chopsticks, there was... Uh, there was Cool Beans and And Cool um, Beans still exists. That's a good one. There you go. It's half the size, but it's still there and hopefully stays in business. That's a, where yeah. you can drink beer or soda or eat burgers and yeah. play darts and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, that that was a good one. I think one more was um I think it's gone. It's this place called I think the State Grill, which was on Frost Street and it was a nice you know, a place to go. It was cheap and go eat there and stuff. So, what was the name of it again? I, I think it was called a steak grill. I'm not 100 huh. sure. It was like a, it was right next to um, this place called Rick's place. And it was right. I don't next remember the steak grill. Now it might have been another name. I can't remember it. You know, there was a lot next. of. Hmm. It was a whole bunch <sighs> of bars. And, I remember my favorite place in Denton days, what? our old college town. How could I forget? My favorite was the coffee place, uh, Karma. Wasn't that the name of it? Karma Cafe? Karma Cafe, yeah, everybody. Oh, that Karma was my, that's where I would go study and listen to music while I studied. Yeah, I'd take my headset and listen to CDs back before iPods and, <laughs> and, and oh, man, get my homework done and uh, drink lots of coffee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's my favorite place back in the day. That's a great that one. Those a, are all, yeah? That was on Fry Street, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was on Fry Street. You know, yeah, I mean, the more we talked, the more I realized that Den really was truly full of small businesses. So, I mean, in a row, right behind our college campus back then. But 
that's it's just really sad to realize how commercialized it truly is now. Yeah, they took almost yeah. all them out except cool beans, huh? Yeah, I think cool beans. There might be a couple of other places that are still there. Uh, wow, I know the pop- that's sad. I think I'm for sure it's gone. Aww. Thank you, I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh yeah, what was the name of that bookstore? Like where we could sell books and uh, music cassettes and DVDs or buy them, the buy and sell place, uh, Treasure something. I think it was Isle or something like that. What was it? I think I think you might have been called Treasure Isle. Or Treasure I think Isle you're right. Called. Yeah, that's not. No, I think you're right. Treasure Island. That, yep, yep, yep. Oh my gosh, boy, that took me yeah. back. That was that's yeah. a great. Example of yeah. a small business back in the day. It was so popular. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. It was, you know, I thought I would let people call in and share, uh, you know, what their favorite small businesses are and try to, you know, support them. As we were talking about, you know, on our Zoom video chat with our friends the other night, Jabari, how so many small businesses are just sadly closing for good already, you know? And yeah, so. it just breaks my heart. It does. It really does. My favorite one here where we live, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I'll tell Jabari now, is Joe's Coffee Shop. Oh, my gosh. That is, like, the best restaurant place. <laughs> I love Joe's Coffee Shop because I grew up in the one in my old hometown, you know, in Irving, and then when we moved here, that was the first thing I saw was Joe's Coffee Shop, and I was like, oh, there's another one here. I feel at home with them close to my new home, you know, and so – I just and they're always so nice and they have the best pies, Jabari. Have you ever eaten at Joe's Coffee Shop? No. Oh, yeah. you're missing out. You got to one day. You, of course, yeah. you know you can do curbsider to go. Well, I guess their dining area just opened too now here, but I, I'm not no, ready I, to do that yet. Is it just one or is it like just one? Well. There used to be just one, I think Irving, where I grew up. I'm pretty sure that was the original location, if I remember right. Now, I think they actually have one in Irving, one in Watauga, where I live, and one in, I think, Mansfield. So at least three, maybe a fourth one, at least three. But it's family-owned. They started, you know, from scratch. Uh, Pretty much what they do is, like, the husband – uh, he manages the one here by where I live, Eddie, and then I think his wife manages the one in Irving, and I think their daughter manages the Mansfield one, something like that. They split them up amongst the family members of each host and managing each location now, you know, because they've grown over the years. I still remember my favorite waitress, Judy. I wish I could find her from back in at the Irving location back when I was growing up. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. yeah, as far as Business around me, I think there's a convenience store that's right around the corner. And uh-huh. there's a barbershop, like barbershop we used to go to, and there's a bunch of little small businesses over there that oh, I, cool. haven't, I haven't been to. And then right down the street, I mean, there's a fiesta, you know, there's churches, um, there's Walgreens. Like where I live, there's just not a lot of businesses. You know, I kind of well, live the, in a. The small businesses that you have not been to that you said are near you, what kind of what kind of stuff do they sell? Like, what kind of shops are those? Well, one of the cleaner. Uh huh. Um, a dry cleaner. I, I think one of the dry cleaners. I think one. Um, I know for a fact one's like a daycare. Uh huh. Can't, can't remember what the other ones were. 
I mean, it's kind of like a little tiny strip mall. You know, there's a store, there's a barbershop, there's a hair salon that's right around the corner. I think there's a cleaner. There used to be like a shoe repair, but I can't remember what's there now. And then like at the very end, there is a daycare, you know, like a little Uh. mini mini daycare and a thing. I know across the street to Luby. Mm-hmm. And then there's another there's a Valero gas station, and yeah, if if you go north there's Fiesta, and there's a whole bunch of I think there's a Chinese place, the Renaissance Center, Subway, Little Caesars, some other couple of places. There used to be a laundromat not too far from me, but and I think it might still be there. Uh huh. Like, if you want a bunch of little businesses, I guess, on Kent Wisdom, um, I think there's a little, tra- you know, movie trading company. I mean, that's not, did you say that's a small business or? Uh, I, I think they're pretty chained, aren't they? Like, kind of like half-price bookstore, movie they, trading company. Aren't they kind of similar like that, being yeah, chained business? Yeah, I think so. And then right across the street, there's this, uh, I know there's a South Dallas Cafe. That's a family-owned restaurant. Uh-huh. And and then um, there's a lot of little bitty stores. Um, somewhere on Camp Wisdom, they, uh, they just opened a daiquiri bar. Uh-huh. And they're doing something with Southwest Center Mall. You know, they're reinventing it. And, like, the majority of them, like, Dallas is kind of... Where I live, it's residential and then stores here and there. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you go to Greenville, there's a, you know, going up and down Greenville, especially upper Greenville, there's a lot of stores and stuff. So I'm trying to think, in Waxahachie, there's this place called the Hamburger Place. It's been family for uh-huh. like 50 years. It's called Oma. Oh you what? Know, they, Omas. Oh, I've never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a little hamburger place that's near downtown, and it's mm-hmm. been there for years. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it. Moxahatchee, so, right? Moxahatchee, and they got a lot. Yeah, of I just business. looked it up. Yeah, it looks so cute. Yeah, um, Sabrina's cousin owns a vacuum shop. Oh really? I didn't uh, know that. Yep, Serena's cousin, they own a uh, vacuum shop. Where a they vacuum like shop? Sell, yeah, well, they sell vacuums, they repair them. I actually have never yeah. heard of a vacuum shop before, honestly. I mean, we now we live next to, of course, tons of small businesses, and one of them that's like one street away from me is a lawnmower shop where they sell lawnmowers and repair them, but I had not heard of that same concept for vacuum cleaners before. How, how is their business going? With everything now, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to Sabrina them in a while, and it was going pretty good. And you know, Waxahachie's not as bad as up here in you know Dallas County and Tarrant County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not as I don't think they're as bad as us. You know, there's a lot of counties that ain't too bad. You know. So I think I think they're okay, and 
you know, from what my mom says, there's people still driving around walking the hatches. I don't think they're businesses, but, you know, like restaurants, they don't go in, but you can order curbside, and there's still some places open to walk the hatches. You know, my nephew went somewhere and got his haircut body. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that, in one of my. nice. Getting yeah. a hair salon or barbershop be open sounds really nice. Yeah, one of my friends said uh, where her mom lives, Jers, uh, they don't, they ain't even have, they ain't had a case yet. You know, I gotta admit, like I'm, I personally, you know, like I said the other day, I think it's a personal decision, and I personally decided, like I'm just not ready to, to really get out there yet, you know, unless I have to get groceries, like something essential like that, but I'm not ready to just go shopping or whatever, but I've got to admit, if the hair salon's open, and I bet I'm not the only one thinking this, it's it's going to be even harder to to resist that, you know, because we haven't had our hair, you know, done in so long, like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, a, that's a huge temptation to yeah. want to go to the hair salon. <laughs> yeah, some people are resorting to cutting their own hair Mm-hmm. You know, some people said they've done a great job, and some people said they really need to go because he puts the hair up. So, <laughs> funny. You know, I think the first place is going to be her salon, and I think a whole bunch of people going to try to get gym memberships back. So, you know, everybody hasn't worked out, and I think it's going on three months in Dallas. You know, we first we first right. had this thing first had this in March. And, you know, everybody. Did they lift? Uh huh. Did they now? Did they lift the stay-at-home orders for Dallas County, or are y'all still under stay-at-home orders there? I think we're still in stay-at-home orders. I mean, I think there might be a couple of businesses that might have opened, but I think for the most part, we're still at stay-at-home. Mm-hmm. Um, I know library. They was. I think they thought they were going to open Friday, but they haven't opened yet. Uh, yeah, they said on the news, and I noticed where I live that even though you know we're in phase one, where a lot of places can now reopen, a lot of them have like retail and stuff where you can actually go inside and shop. They said like the movie theaters, libraries, museums, even though those three places types of places are allowed to reopen now in phase one here where we live, that though that most of them have chosen not to. I mean, the drive-in movies, of course, you know, the drive-in theaters are succeeding because they've been in business for a while now because, you know, people are in their cars. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, they figured that out. That was pretty clever, the film for business to figure that out. But, but yeah, they they were saying that even though they can open, but that the libraries, museums, and movie theaters, for the most part, most of them are still choosing to stay closed. I think, I don't think that, I think Dallas is still kind of under... And, um, I think we're still under that now. We haven't gotten to that part where they're wanting to open up the museums and all of that stuff. And I think they're saying that might be, I know they're saying they want to do it, you know, especially for summer coming up. You know, they want mm-hmm. to kind of get it to where, okay, the summer's coming up. You know, they want to start opening up stuff. You know, and well, we just haven't we haven't gotten there yet. I don't think. I mean, I know I still see a lot of stores. Like I think Ross 
they're still closed. And a lot of the closing, I think it was one or two closing stores I passed that was open, but you got to have a mask on and like going to the grocery store or going to Lowe's or something like that. And, um, yeah, it's still closed from the river right now. So, hmm. Yeah, because you're, you, we'll let the listeners know that where Jabari is in Dallas County is, is worse cases and deaths number, you know, in the numbers than where I am. It's bad where I am too, you know, in COVID-19 cases and deaths, but where he lives is, yeah. is a lot worse. Even worse. Yeah. So, and yeah, I, I was thinking take, so that's why y'all haven't had the reopen phase one yet start. Yeah, I think hey, I think some of it, though, I do think they mislead a little bit. And the reason I say that is with part of phase one, we really don't think they've gotten to phase one because I think they said something that we had a record number of cases. Well, the thing is, we've gotten more tests. You know, we finally mm-hmm. got, I think, majority of South Dallas has started testing. You know, I know Pleasant Grove got, you know, more tests, and then they have these more drive-through tests and all these other stuff, so they can start testing people, you know. Mm-hmm. So with the more tests, you're going to have the more cases. You I have a question just- about that. Yeah. Okay, I was I meant to ask you this earlier. I was thinking about this, so here we go. I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Okay, because okay. I, I understand what you're saying about, you know, more tests available than obviously, if you have more tests available, then you'll be able to, to confirm, you know, more cases, you know, find out, okay, do they have coronavirus or not? Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. so the numbers will go up in that way. I get I get your point there. But what yeah. I'm wondering is along with that, with the reopening beginning, uh, how do I word this? Um, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Okay, so with the reopen phase, like, for example, let's just say where I live, Tarrant County. So with the reopen yeah. phase started, how do we know if the number of cases, how do we know if there's a cause effect with the reopening also? With the reopening phase one started now, you know, how do we know if that's a cause effect of more cases? Because I think that might happen. I think, you know, that because reopening places, more people getting out, I think there's still a chance in that regard. So how can we figure out if that is a cause effect of people getting COVID-19 more so or cases going up from reopening phase one here? I think that's a good question, you know. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Yeah? Well, I think what they wanted to do with more tested is, the more tested is, you can find out, okay, I guess well, what the news people or what one of those experts are saying, I guess if you find out more tests and you find out more cases, you can find out, okay, what's the hot spot? Like if oh, like have, where the most cases are coming from. Because yeah, I know more that, cases like, are still going up here where I live. Yeah, like if you isolate that certain area from, like let's say North Dallas, I'm just saying. I don't know how many cases up there or not. Let's say North Dallas has a bunch of them. Uh-huh. Uh, and let's say the majority of the cases are North Dallas. Well, you can isolate that area. According to the experts, and I'm just going by them. Okay. You isolate, you isolate that area, 
therefore, whatever happens, that supposedly that COVID stays in that simple area. And you, like, put that area supposedly under quarantine and stuff like that. It's like you keep it, like, if you find it in a certain area, I guess, you put, like, put a bubble around that area to where it doesn't get out of that particular area. It stays there. Like, I gotcha. Yeah, like I say, there was five of us, you know, and we all did a test, and then let's say you and Jennifer Mm -hmm. had it. Well, well, they would isolate you and Jennifer from everybody else. Mm -hmm. They would treat that and treat your stuff, then at the same time keep it in that to where it doesn't get out and affect us. That's what they're trying to do for the law. The problem, and for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's money or they just don't have the resources or whatever, everybody's been complaining there ain't enough testing, that there's not mm-hmm. this widespread testing yet. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, when I first watched the news, because I don't watch that much. Right, because you know. it's too depressing. <laughs> yeah. Because when I watch news, it's like they were arguing over if the government they had to, you know, uh, you know, they're saying we we need more widespread testing. And it's like, well, all you got to do is ask. We have the testing. All right, we'll give it to us. And supposedly there's been a bunch of arguing over that. Hmm. And now, you know, that's when I first watched it. Like I said, I ain't watched the news before. Uh huh. You know, and supposedly now the experts are arguing. Like, you know, a lot of them want to do stay at home, and some of them are like, you know, why are you saying? I mean, it's a who knows what the actual truth is. Mm-hmm. I think the truth sometimes, you know, how you always hear stuff mixed in the middle. It's right. not way over. Well, or someone in maybe that's what it is. And maybe there's some truth, not necessarily with this group or with this group, but just in the middle. Uh huh. Yeah, we just, I guess we got to come together and. One day we'll interesting. Find, Go ahead. No, I guess one day we'll find out, so. Yeah, I found something interesting I want to share with you here on Twitter, you know, talking about the, the number of cases and tests and all. And it says here, uh, this was posted two hours ago by Jack Fink, CBS 11 Jack's Twitter name, so a news reporter from CBS 11 News. And he wrote out, this is kind of interesting. So he says, a new update, Texas DSHS reports the total number of people test in each and then each county um you know and then the number that of each county that has uh, the number of positive cases so total number of people versus number of positive you know coronavirus positive cases okay test positive so dallas for example where you live it says 30,622 people were tested and out of them 4,133 were positive cases therefore that it's 13.5%, it says. That where I live, Tarrant County, it says 17,173 people were tested. Out of those, 2,584 were tested positive. Therefore, 15% was there, right there, for Tarrant County. 
Yeah, man, I think that's what the governor was saying. It's like, unfortunately, you're going to have some positive cases. And I guess I didn't see his, uh, I didn't see his, whatever, what do you call that? The, when the governor talks. Oh, and, like a press briefing? Yeah. Like an update? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I guess what he was trying to say is this. I guess it's like, well, don't count, don't, uh, don't concentrate on the actual test, concentrate on the percentage, I guess. I don't know. I guess yeah, I think that's that. what, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That's what he meant by yeah. the percentage. Yeah. Which yeah. is encouraging to I me mean, because that does sound yeah. not as bad when you look at the percentage there. Well, that, so that's, that's somewhat good news, at least. Yeah, so you're like Texas doesn't have a higher percentage than some other people. I think you know? I remember now. Was I think if because I watched part of that briefing, and I think he, at the same time he was saying that was when he he was also saying, yes, we, you know, I did get under the, you know, medical experts advice that it was okay to start this reopen phase one. And this is why, because if you look at the percentage versus the whole yeah. number of people, you know, versus test percentage instead. So yeah, that makes sense. And I think yeah. the good thing is a lot of, a lot of the mayors and the governors are actually listening to that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, if they didn't, We'd have been open by now. A whole bunch of them would have been open. Mm. And what happened? I think there's a lot of us, a lot of them that are actually listening, you know. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's a couple that are like, man, forget that. But I think there was a lot of, you know, like Abbott, he's been listening to experts, I think. Uh, the mayor of Dallas County, Clay Jenkins, he's been listening to his experts. Yeah, Betsy you know. Price, our mayor here, I know she has too. Yeah, so I guess. She even, she's even been using the tracing app because you know, our mayor had to get tested for, for coronavirus. Luckily, it was po- uh, negative, excuse me. She, but uh, she had been in close contact with someone who, uh, that that did test positive, and she said, well, I did keep, keep social distance when I was around them, but I was still close to someone that they found out was, you know, positive and that she had to get in luckily she did, but she mentioned that whole tracing app, so apparently she's using the, the coronavirus tracing app already, I was like, whoa yeah. so, yeah, yeah. and then so like now the Was the mayor near somebody that had it, or? Yes, yes, she said she was that, that they did the tracing app and discovered that she was near someone that had been tested positive, so she had to get tested. Like I think the next day, it was happened pretty quick, and but her but her test was negative, so she didn't have it. But yeah, they wow. they had figured this out because she'd been using the a tracing app. Yeah, for the virus. Uh huh. And then the other news tonight on Twitter, I noticed there was a news story about the antibody test that that got approved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they nice. can start doing the antibody test to find out if you've ever had the the coronavirus. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Well, I'm hoping that makes some a way to fix some of this stuff. So. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I know. I think everybody gets stir crazy. Like, we got to do stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
You just can't stare at each other every time. <laughs> I know they they felt weird. I was like, "Where'd you go the other night?" You know, Zoom chat. And he's like, "I'm sorry, Shell. I just, you know, I was just kind of like, ah, oh, you know." And yeah, I guess I don't know. It was weird because well, Dave's already kind of you know an introvert. My husband's kind of introvert, but you know, he you know he he went to the other room with our dog and stuff. But that was the first time he'd done the video chat, and it was only you know I first time I actually did group chat with y'all too because I'd done done the Zoom with exercise classes and the you know teacher crochet but just socially like that and I guess it just felt weird for him or something I don't know but for me personally I mean I I felt so much better like just us hanging out even if it was through video chat it made me feel so much better you know yeah like at least I have some kind of social time with my friends even if it has to be video chat it's better than nothing <laughs> Yeah, hopefully, you know, people get to see each other more, so. Yeah. Yeah, like hopefully. Said, yeah. All right, Miss Michelle. All right, Mr. Jabari. <laughs> you have a good All night. Right. Thanks for being on the podcast, like always. All right, bye. All right, talk to you later. Okay. And that, again, was my old college friend that used to co-host this podcast with me, so I still call him all the time, so he's still on the podcast all the time, pretty much every week. And that, again, was Jabari, and his nickname is Jumanji. Uh, So uh, let's see here. We've still got a little under an hour to go, plenty of time to call in, say hello. I'm going to play a song, and when I return, um, I'll keep watching for your calls in case anyone does want to call in and share what is your favorite small business in your community and why and or share an inspiring story that you yourself have witnessed or experienced or heard about during COVID-19 during this time, during this pandemic. Okay. In the meantime, I'm going to play this song. It's kind of bittersweet, so I'm going to dedicate it to all those we have lost, uh, including those from COVID-19 as well as other causes. Uh, You know, uh, Jabari's uncle passed, my friend Jennifer, her her nephew passed. So I want to dedicate memory of of their loved ones and, and all those that that are mourning. You know, I volunteer teach grief recovery classes, trying to prepare myself to help those mourning. Uh, as we uh, get later in the month, I begin uh, teaching the next class, May 26th, if all goes well with, uh, you know, stay-at-home orders lifted, phase one, phase two, maybe by then. But I know it will be my most challenging class to teach because of this pandemic and people not being able to say goodbyes in the normal way or if at all maybe having a even they're not having a funeral or they're having virtual funerals or they're doing what they call um, touch and go where they um I think that's what they call it, touch and go where they have to park the car get out of the car for a moment and view like an open casket and then get back in the car and drive off and not really have that time with their families and at a time they need it the most i cannot even imagine and so uh this song i was thinking about this song the other day because i think it's a good song in that regard to play but also uh, it's a theme song from Midnight Cabaret which is a movie by my friend uh, film director Donna Clark and it's sung by the main actor of the movie my friend Brandon Hilton and uh, yeah so I hope you enjoy it and I want to dedicate it to to all those we've lost especially uh, recently during this time
Oh, man. Every time I listen to that song, I still think of Michael, who was another main star in that movie that sadly passed unexpectedly a few years ago. So that's kind of bittersweet. And beautiful song, though. Beautiful song. Again, I dedicate memory of Michael, too, as well as Jabari's uncle and my friend Jeffrey's nephew and and uh, all those that, that we've lost recently, whether it was to, due to COVID-19 or something else. Uh, again, that was called Heart Goodbye, theme song from Midnight Cabaret. Whew. All right. If you want to call in, the phone number is 516-387-1416. I'd love to hear your own inspiring stories, whether you've experienced them yourself or, or heard an inspiring story, call in and share, uh, you know, during this pandemic. And or if you want to share what is your favorite small business in your community and why. That was really fun talking with my old college friend Jabari earlier about all the small businesses back in our old college town. I 
I don't think I appreciated them nearly as much back then as I do now, realizing that we were just surrounded by tons of amazing variety of shops, small businesses, uh, from restaurants to retail. So, yeah, we were very fortunate. And, uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, too, to Jabari, you may have heard me say that, that they commercialized our old college town. They called it Fry Street. It was this area right behind our college campus. And uh, not long after after we all graduated, they pretty much tore down, knocked out almost all of those small business buildings and put in commercialized, you know, chains like Chipotle and stuff, chain restaurants, chain stores. And it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Uh, all right. So, if you want to call one more time, the switchboard phone number 516-387-1416. Uh, call and share your inspiring stories you've witnessed or heard about during COVID-19. And what is your favorite small business in your community and why? I'll be right back. I'll play another song. And then when I come back, I'll share some inspiring stories that I've heard about. All right. Be right back. In the meantime, let's, uh, let's kind of make it a happier more fun upbeat song this time <laughs> wake us all up all right let's see here let's go with bean is got great bubbly personality as well as her music that definitely fits her style here so on that note here is cookies and cream by bean enjoy
once again, excuse me, once again, that was Cookies and Cream by Bean. We still got uh, about 37 minutes to go, a little over half an hour. Plenty of time if you want to call and say hello. Phone number again, switchboard number is 516-387-1416. Just listen to the prompts. I think you press 1, if I remember correctly, to talk live on air. Uh, But just listen to the prompts to be sure, or you can message me live during uh, during this time while I'm live on air, I'll share, read your tweets. Uh, my, you can reach me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. And uh, that reminds me, that's the best way to reach me if you ever want to say hello or send me your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests. In the meantime, I found a couple of inspiring stories I wanted to share with y'all here. Uh, let's see. So the first one is about City Heights Fruit Swap capture spirit of neighbors helping neighbors this is from the san diego union tribune um it says that the they have a fruit swap held at fair 44 fair at 44 excuse me and city heights occurs every wednesday um it says all the loquats that grow on marcella talavera's fruit trees don't always make it to the kitchen table the natural abundance of her trees encouraged the national city resident to donate fruit from her yard to a fruit swap where people can drop off produce and those in need can pick it up for free. How cool is that? Business owners, community organizations, and residents joined forces early April to run this weekly fruit swap with the public to help those in need during this pandemic. The idea is simple. Neighbors with fruit trees or gardens can drop off produce at the lot on El Cajon Boulevard uh, uh, between certain times at list. That is so cool. People doing it. I don't even know. I have to look up a loquat. What is a loquat? Apparently it's type of fruit or something. Loquats and kumquats were donated. Oranges, tangerines, and lemons. I got to tell Ross Matthews about this because I think he has a lemon tree because he wants to donate his lemons. That is really cool. Okay. So that is really, really cool. Um, this one, I'm going to switch gears for a moment. Uh, still inspiring stories, but it's actually to encourage each of us to make a difference. So this is on theguardian.com, Moments of Magic, 10 Ways to Help Others in Lockdown from Phone Calls to Milkshakes. You know, where I am technically, our, our stay-at-home orders ended May 1st. Uh, Friday was the first day of no stay-at-home orders in Tarrant County, Texas. My friend Javari, as you heard, is still, uh, at least that's what he thinks. He needs to confirm, but uh, he thinks there's still stay-at-home orders where he is. Um, my friends Jason and Lynn, all the way in Virginia, Stafford, Virginia, they last were told that they are on lockdown stay-at-home orders until June. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine so even if you where you live, your stay-at-home orders have been lifted, you could still help someone else that is in lockdown at stay-at-home orders. Okay. Here we go. Get some ideas here. Let's find a way for each of us to make a difference. All right, here we go. It says, feeling powerless during coronavirus crisis loss, you can still potentially make a positive difference whether joining a scrub hub or contributing to food banks. All right. It says NHS volunteer responders. When the scheme was launched, uh, 250,000 volunteers quickly passed, then doubled and tripled. And basically says what they do. 
Let me see here. That sounds kind of interesting. Um, it says that, what is the NHS volunteer responders? Hold on. What does NHS stand for? That's, oh, I feel like I'm helping people without being an NHS frontline staff member. It's almost like being in the shadow supporting those other services. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So the weird part in this article, it hasn't gotten to the point of how they're helping yet. That's kind of weird. Uh, oh, here we go. Here are a few ways to live. Okay. That's really weird. They they mention them, but they don't really say what they're doing. I'm, are those the ones that are like, uh, like sanitizing and stuff? There we go. People might feel it's a bit luxurious to ask someone to call them. We've got thousands of people to do check-in and ch oh, check-in and chat calls. It's not luxurious. These are unprecedented times. The number to call is oh, that's awesome. Okay, there we go. Now it makes more sense. So that's interesting. So they have all these people that have set up like a phone number, self-referral number, so other people that sign up, you know, can uh, for check-in chat calls kind of like at the hotel back in the day you know when you wanted a wake-up call and you would ask the, <laughs> for a desk to do a wake-up call but this is of course more extreme but uh that's, okay I like that you know so someone can have a check-in and call that's neat I actually really like that idea help others to help themselves tell people your older neighbor about the self-referral help them do the the chat you know click and uh, check in and chat on the phone oh uh, that's neat that's really neat Hmm. Also, it encourages you to get involved with your local COVID-19 mutual aid group. Uh, now, this is over in the UK, but that's a great concept. I wonder if the U.S. has something like that. That's actually a really cool idea. It says, just before Britain went into lockdown, a group of friends in South London had started talking about what social isolation would mean in practice for vulnerable members of the community. Aww. So they applied principles of mutual aid to the situation. Aww. They left. It says the group left leaflets through uh, doors asking who needed help and who could help. Start a Facebook page too and launched launched a website. Uh, volunteer at the food bank is another idea. It says here, uh, donate food. Can you sew? Oh yeah, I've been asked that. I wish I could sew. You know, make a mask. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> the next part says you can't sew. Here we go. That's me. Can't sew. I can crochet. Says. It sounds cliche, but I asked how I could help people. I looked for where the gap is that people are trying to fill. Uh, says Ellis. Uh, Ellis, what gaps might you be able to fill? What are your skills? There are organizations such as Volunteering Matters and Do It that connect you with charities. Reach Volunteering Matches people with specialist professional skills on their local next door page. For example, in Brent over in the UK, it says, which sadly has a high mortality rate, an overwhelmed carpenter is looking for help making coffins. That might be too grim, but it says here, but wow. But it's a great example. Like, you know, he needed help. So if you can't sew or you have carpenter skills, so like that's, you know, that was the thing I kept asking is how can I help by crochet? And I did eventually find a mask to make crochet, but even then they really weren't, they really don't want the crochet mask. They really want the, you know, the sewing type mask, the fabric. So, um, yeah, normally with crochet, it's, there's almost always a way to give through 
charity make like uh, the Australia wildfires might have made bird nests to donate and that kind of thing. So I was kind of surprised that I was having trouble finding ways to to give back and help more so with crochet knit. Well, I guess I did. I mean, technically, I it's a little outside help, but you know, I volunteer teach crochet classes and uh, normally it's the library, and I've been doing them online. You know, for our library, they said I was like the only type of creative teacher that that agreed to do an online type class. The rest, you know, we normally do in person. So I'm really glad. And I even told them I'd do an extra class. Normally I do one a month. I'm doing two this month. So I hope in some way I'm helping, you know, so people aren't as bored at home, gives them something to do. And it makes me feel good because I know once I teach them how to crochet, then they can keep crocheting at home, you know, make all kinds of stuff and try to encourage them, you know. So that was a good you know, to our social time for, for all of the, the students and myself and and um, library staff and uh, that was on site on, on the video chat. And, uh, yeah, that's the coolest that's the coolest feeling about teaching crochet is knowing you can continue on with it. That's kind of cool, you know. That's why I always, like, I taught them how to make a scarf, but we didn't finish during class because I want them to have homework, something to keep them busy and encourage them, you know, show them, like, hey, you can do this, but, you know, it's something you can continue doing and, and uh, yeah. So I hope in some way I'm helping. And then of course, when I, when I return for classes, that'll be, that'll be the challenge for me. Um, but that's advice I said that actually in my life is, well, you know, I don't find a way to give back. You know, and it's okay too. You know, you need to make money. You know, it's okay. You know, if you need to make it sell or, you know, whatever your skills are. But you know, also try to always give back in a way, as well through your skills. But I always, I also say, sorry, it's hot in here. I don't know why it's so hot. I don't feel the AC on. Um, so I lost my train of thought for a moment. I'm gonna turn the AC on. I have to play a song and go turn my air on. Um, I'm in Texas. It's kind of hot today. But uh, what's the other thing I was gonna say about that? Oh, oh, I hate when I lose my train of thought. There was two things I was gonna say on that note about volunteering. One, of course, like I said, is to find your your skills. I hate when I lose my train of thought. It was there was there was two pieces of advice, and I can now only remember one of them about volunteering. <laughs> It's to find your skills, use them, but, you know, it's okay to make money and stuff, but also find a way to give back and, and help. But I don't know. It's weird. I can't remember that. Oh, I hate that. This has been happening, and I know it's because of the pandemic. For example, just last week, my husband, the drive fast food drive through employee, and my next-door neighbor, each, all of them, did the same thing. And Minnet said some other word, and I'm like, just said bye. You just said burrito. I didn't order burrito, but you got order right, but you said burrito. No, I never mentioned burrito. Cheryl, you said bike. No, I said car. No, Cheryl, you said bike. I don't remember what my husband said. It was something different than he said. None of them were aware that they had said a different word in mid-sentence, and all of them did. And I've been doing it, too. You know, I got called out doing it, too. And I know it's because our minds are just so overwhelmed uh, I don't know about y'all. It's it's difficult to sleep at night. I was listening to the news at night. I've gotten better now. Just, just no no news, either music or just no noise, just quiet time. And uh, yeah, so that's what's happening right now. Is it's just that overwhelmed thing going on right now where I can't remember the second piece of advice I had about volunteering. So if it comes back to me later, 
I'll let you know. <laughs> in the meantime, oh, I'm going to play a song and turn the air down. That's probably not helping matters for me. It's hot in here. Okay. So on that note, let me find a different song. I'm going to play a song by a different artist now called, his name is Brandon Flippin. And this song is one of my favorites called Seam. I always say if my, when my face is being challenged, this is my go-to song. Be right back. Enjoy.
a beautiful song. Mm, I love that song. Again, that was seen by Brandon Flippin. You can follow him on Twitter at BFlippinMusic. Again, if you want to uh, ask about any of these songs or artists' uh, music I've played tonight, uh, or send me suggestions or guest interview requests, or just say hello, uh, best way again to reach me initially is on Twitter at CoffeeTalkWC. Oh my goodness, I just turned the air conditioner on. I am so hot, y'all. It's crazy. It's about I don't know, 80 degrees, but it feels so much hotter for some reason tonight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Probably because I'm, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess technically it's been since 2003 I had a hysterectomy 17 years ago, but the doctor says I'm still experiencing menopause. I don't understand that, but whatever. So I still have uh, hot flashes. So I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on, but it is hot today. That's all I know. My body is burning up right now, and I can't wait to fill that AC. Oh, my gosh. I'm having trouble focusing. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Um, and I've been taking my temperature. You know, that's the one thing I do almost daily. I skipped a day or two, but I almost do it twice a day because I started watching this whole thing before the pandemic hit the U.S. When the cruise ships overseas and all that were going on. And that was the one thing I was like, oh, they check their temperature like three times a day or something like that. So I try to check my morning and night and knock on wood. I haven't yet. I told my husband, if I were in fever, that's when I'll start to worry here. But so far, so good. Although, I have to say, I did hear of a couple of cases. I think even Pink, the singer, had coronavirus and did not have fever. So I know i got to be wary of that too, but knock on wood. And I've had a couple of family members that one they said test negative they thought had it, and the other one waiting to find out. But both of them had pneumonia. So I don't know. That's usually a big red flag. I don't know what to say. Anyway, but hopefully they're both be all right on the mend, as they say. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to call in, who is so hot? Phone number again is 516 387 1416. We're talking about. Uh, what is your favorite small business and or share inspiring stories you've uh, witnessed, experienced, or heard about during COVID-19? You know, I was talking about Jeffree Star. You know that YouTube celebrity? I know he's controversial, but I'll go ahead and bring it up because it's an inspiring story. And, you know, I watch his videos, you know, makeup guru, Jeffree Star. So what he does is he'll get on uh, Twitter sometimes and he'll ask people, you know, like, you know, hey, tweet me, let me know, you know, what's going on in your life, you know, why you would you know, may need help during COVID-19 during this pandemic. And so all these people, I mean, he's just flooded with messages. I think I initially didn't even message him when this all began. And thankfully, you know, it's getting better here for me because I got unemployment now, not knock on wood, but, um, you know, waited a while for it. And um, anyway, and so, yeah, people are sending all their stories and then he chooses some of them and sends them money like through cash app. And uh, it's really cool, really cool of him. So I love stories like that, people giving back, and it's really neat to see, but it's heartbreaking at the same time to see what all these people are going through, you know? One of the saddest videos I saw the other day was this young lady, oh, gosh, it broke my heart. This young lady posting a video crying hysterically, talking about her mom and dad are each in the hospital, and then her mom, I think, passed the very next day, and in the video herself, she's having trouble breathing, and, like, majority of her family got COVID-19, it was just, oh, it's horrible, it's horrible, and then, sadly, it's just happening everywhere, you know, 
And uh, did Antarctica, I think that's the only place I heard about that didn't have any cases at all or something. Is that still the case? Hopefully they're safe. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird because we used to joke about that. You know, remember when people would joke about like, oh, maybe you should live in Antarctica, you know, be far away or whatever. And now it's like, oh, maybe we should really consider that and not even joke about it. But, oh, here's a thought. Okay, so for me personally, you know, this reopen phase started. Um, one of my bucket list goals is to return to stand-up comedy, do open mics. Well, they, they've they actually started opening uh, not all the places, but a few. And so the comedians are like on Facebook asking, you know, what should we do? Well, Addison Improv kind of start comedians. They did, I think it was like eight local comedians to get prices right, dollars. They did two shows, same Saturday night, uh, early show, late show. And they said it was very successful. They had, you know, full dinner, everything, serving and, you know, with social distancing and all that, tables apart and everything. And uh, I think I think they're only allowed 25% occupancy. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn because I want to do it, but I don't want to go in person yet. Like, I don't feel safe yet. Uh, I just want to make sure, like, the blood what's it called they flatten the curve here you know in the county I live in at least you know before I go somewhere like that or anywhere really for that matter like that but um I did see this one girl said she's going to try to put together online open mic which is great because there was one I was doing I couldn't find any info lately about it I was hoping he would do one the guy used to go online open mic at home once in a while um so I'm hoping I can at least ease my way back in that way but the controversial question was about especially the microphone someone had said uh suggested to to each comedian bring in their own microphone but then and a lot of comedians like that idea but then someone pointed out that could be considered bringing in contamination that that may not go over either because you know think about it performers have to share the same microphone on stage yeah, when you take turns getting up for open mic night. You know, that's why a lot of performers, if you notice, a lot of performers on tour, they have their own microphones. Just look next time you, if you, you know, in the future, whenever you eventually get to go to a concert again, just look or even watch a video of an old concert and you'll see a lot of times they have their own microphone. It's even personalized just to kind of stand out that, that it's their microphone. And I do not blame them one bit. That's actually a really smart thing to do. So if I ever become famous, uh, and get to go on tour and be a comedian like that, I will have my own microphone for sure. <laughs> Bedazzled and all or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Decorated somehow. To... Oh, sorry, my dog is in here, and there's only one little chip left. You can have it, but that's all I got. <laughs> you can, And you cannot have the remnants of my chocolate package because dogs cannot have chocolate. I'm sorry my dog is barking. He wants my food, and he can't have it because, you know, I just gave him the very last chip I had. All right. You want to say hi, Prescott? Don't bark too much, but you can say hello. He's just staring at me like, aren't you going to give me the rest? I, I know, buddy. Dogs cannot eat chocolate. I actually ate my Reese's peanut butter cups. That's just the remnants left, and I I cannot do that. I just cannot do that. I'm so sorry. You have your bacon bit treats right there. Why don't you eat those? Dogs prefer human food, don't they? So silly. No, baby. Oh, I'm getting tired. I don't know. I've been feeling kind of weird today. How about y'all? Have you had those days where you just feel kind of weird, kind of like out of it? Like, I think I took two naps today. I've never done that. I just, oh, that's weird. Like, I woke up late. 
Well, I didn't wake up too late, like 9 a.m., and I drove to a drive-thru nearby, I got breakfast, came back home, and I think about 11 a.m., I went back to bed, and then I woke up like 2 p.m., and then I went back to bed like 5 p.m., and then I got up for my podcast again, and ate dinner, and I don't know. I feel like I could go back to bed easily. I just feel weird today. I don't know why. I do not know why. But um, I just feel tired, and I don't know if it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell. Like, are you tired because you're bored, or are you actually tired, like, physically or mentally? And that could be it, too, you know. I think I think that's what it is. I think I feel drained from everything because I've been going, going, going so long. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, I usually run the errands, get our groceries, make all the meals, and uh, or most of the meals, and, you know, take our <laughs> dog hey sweetie and I'm not even I mean I'm a mom to my dog I don't even have kids and you know and then you know, trying to like help my friend with his cleaning business stuff and and um teach the crochet classes you know which I gotta do the lesson plan tomorrow for that because my class is Tuesday and and do this podcast and I've been doing a fun video series on on Facebook but I haven't posted a video lately because I don't know I've just been in a funk and then I do you know all those different exercise classes through zoom during the week and um, and, and I do laundry and you wash all the sheets, towels, clothes. So I feel like I've been uh, again, I crochet at home. I've been working on like a Mother's Day wreath flowers to put on the wreath, crocheting that. So but I'm so sorry my dog keeps barking. Nobody, I, I'm sorry, there's no more food. But you know what I mean? Um, my husband really should not have brought the dog in here. See, that's the catch. The dog has been in the den with my husband, and my husband knows that I'm live on air right now on podcast, and he knows my dog would bark, and he knows I had leftover food in here, which was, he should have at least taken the plate away. So anyway, I'm wearing my headset, so I guess I'll be walking myself over to the kitchen while we play this song, and I'll be right back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just drained from everything. All right. Uh, and that is frustrating. Because my husband really should have put the dog in the other room. Or taken my plate. If he took the plate away, my dog wouldn't be barking like this right now. Again, I apologize. I don't have the water bottle. I hate doing that to my dog. It's the only way he'll stop barking is if I just spray it once. Then It's a great training technique, but I hate doing it. Sometimes I pretend I'm spraying it so he doesn't actually get wet. That seems to be enough scared for him to normally quit barking, but I don't have it in here. <laughs> and if you pretend your hands a water bottle and spray makes the noise like that, that doesn't work. You gotta actually have the actual water bottle. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's find another fun song as we uh, wind down tonight in the last ten minutes. But here is "Reason to Live" by Misty Mayhem, one of my first guests ever on the show. You can go to her website mistymayhem.com. She is actually doing a virtual tour. So she has many shows you can watch online, and uh, ah, I just love this artist. A very soulful vibe. All right, enjoy. Be right back. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world.
Oh my goodness. So I'm reading this article. I want to share as we as we wind down in the last five minutes here. Uh, I'm reading this article on NPR's website uh, about uh, an interview with Jerry Seinfeld. It's pretty good. And there's a oh man, I really like this. Um, wow. Okay. So uh, he has a Netflix special coming out, by the way. On, it looks like on Cinco de Mayo on May 5th. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out. It's going to be called, or it is called 23 Hours to Kill. So be on the lookout for that. And in the interview, he says, he jokes in the special and says, I could be anywhere in the world right now. Now you be honest. If you were me, would you be up here hacking out another one of these? And uh, so it says, talking to NPR, he, Seinfeld says he actually loves hacking out stand-up bits. It's just a joke. He says, that joke is about your perception of me. Your perception of me is, if I was him, I wouldn't bother doing this. But, of course, in my real life, I couldn't live without doing stand-up. So I love it because it's, I think, the purest connection of comedy you can have with an audience. It says that the, the new uh, stand-up special was recorded at Beacon Theater in New York City. And then the article goes on to say, quote-unquote, which has been temporarily closed along with practically every other place to see live stand-up in the country. I just mentioned earlier in the podcast, Addison Improv, which Addison, Texas, near Dallas, uh, that improv comedy club just had their very first comedy show Saturday night, just reopened yesterday. Very ironic. I love this quote. He's uh, Jerry Seinfeld goes on to say, Human is humor is an essential survival quantity, I think, of human life. I mean, I've been seeing some stuff about these nurses and medical professionals and these horrible units where they're losing people so regularly. And I heard this one nurse say, she said, you cry for a while and then you tell jokes. And that seems like the most human you can be. I love that quote. Wow. That's so true. I think about that, like when one of my parents, uh, when they were ill before they passed, and or even when I've had surgeries, I felt like that. Like I would cry, and then you know, and then all of a sudden, just you make jokes, even at funerals. You know what I mean? Like that moment with your family where you're all crying and sad, and then all of a sudden you're all laughing, telling a story, or saying something silly, or something funny happens. I don't know that. I call it like that tension relief, you know, during a sad time or, or frustrating time, like a surgery or something. That was really, a really great quote. Can't wait to check out his stand-up special. I am almost finished binge-watching Young and Hungry, by the way, y'all. It's been my favorite show to watch during this pandemic. I think I only have four, maybe five episodes left. I'm all the way to season five with a few episodes left. I'm going to be sad when I finish it. But I have to finish it because I don't know... I don't know what date it's supposed to go off Netflix. You know, that would be my luck. Oh, great. I only had four episodes left now. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I'm going to try to finish it soon, next day or two. But uh, but it's been really, really great comedy relief for me. That's been my go-to. My go-to meal is chocolate milk and eggs. And my go-to show is Young and Hungry, the sitcom on Netflix. It's so good. It's from uh, starring Emily Osment from, started, I think, back in 2017. Got under two minutes to go, so I'm gonna play some music as we wind down. Just want to say, I hope each of you stay safe and well, and just hang in there. And you know, gotta get through this, and uh, let's just be there for each other the best ways we can. Uh, You know, for example, with me, I I was like, man, I gotta do something. I'm normally a social person, and I, you know, 
I'm a problem solver and I'm proactive. So I set up the the Zoom video group chat and thankfully my friends arrived and it really helped me so much to to have that chat. I did one with my South Carolina friends and then one with my old college friends, um, you know, a couple of days this past weekend. It's been it's been very helpful, really helpful. So I hope you can find a way if you're struggling with in any way, find a solution. You know, if you're feeling kind of down, call, call a friend or, you know, you, you know, creativity is great therapy too. I always say like for me, crocheting, whether it's music, art, whatever, but, you know, find a way to get to, to help yourself feel better. And, uh, and I hope you'll keep tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. Thanks for your patience tonight and allowing me to eat my dinner throughout the show. <laughs> All right. Good night and prayers. This is Shell signing off. And as I wrap up, I will replay Reason to Live so I don't have to play a new song that you were like, wait, you didn't finish it. So, <laughs> All right. Here we go. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a dime. I ain't up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup vanity on Friday.